Welcome back to the Grand Point Church Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Stein, and today's message is the second in our series called Improve Our Serve. Pastor Doug Coldsmith is our speaker today, and he's bringing a message called You've Been Sentenced. We'll take a look at who Scripture says has been gifted to serve, who they're supposed to serve, and what role you play in all of this. If you'd like to follow along with today's message, our feature verses come from 1 Peter 4, 7 through 11. Amen. Church, can we give it up to our God who is worthy of it all? Come on. All of the, you may be seated, all of the the effort that we put into our lives, all of the prayer, all of the, the heartache that we go through, our God is worthy. Would you agree? Everything that we have and way beyond whatever we could give. Our God is worthy of it all. So glad that you're here today. Uh, Once again, I'm back. Didn't expect to be back so soon, but here I am. And so it's my honor to be able to do this um, because of the way uh, Kevin has blessed my life and yours. Uh, It's it's just appropriate for for us to be able to help out each other and and work together, to partner together in in work and ministry. So I'm delighted to be back here. Maybe you're glad, maybe you're not, <laughs> but I'm glad, and I'm excited about this, and uh, I'm just excited. You guys, you did it. You, you, you hit your mark. Uh, over a thousand canned goods. Can we give it up? That is awesome. This town is blessed uh, because of you guys, and so we are grateful for all that you're doing to make a difference in this town and beyond, and so I want to thank you so much for that. Uh, I, I think they want us to announce maybe that you're not doing the dinner tonight. And so if any of you were planning to do that, we're not going to be present there as a church. However, we are going to be contributing toward that. And you guys are making a huge difference with that. So thank you so much for your contributions. Um, last week, we actually started a new series called Improve Our Serve. We want to find out what it's going to take to, to get better at serving. You guys are doing a fantastic job. How can we up the game a little bit? How can we do better? And here's the thing. Even small shifts in our thinking and our attitudes can make a huge difference in the impact that we can make. Last week, the big idea centered on keeping Jesus as our focus and our example of humble service. He is our example. He did this. He was the suffering servant. And just like Jesus demonstrated, if we can somehow lower ourselves... We talked about that last week. If we, we can somehow keep no one beneath us, that is how we can make a maximum impact. Uh, that's how we can be in a position where we're willing to serve anyone and in any situation that we find ourselves, if we can adopt that mentality in our lives. We're diving, we were diving into the passage where Jesus actually washed the disciples' feet. Okay, Smelly, ugly, rotten, nasty feet, right? Well, uh, they informed me this morning that our kids are actually going to be doing that today. So that is a pretty cool thing. Let's give it up for our kids' workers to teach that lesson of what humble service is. And your parents are like, yeah, better good for them, right? So, no, actually, it's a, it's a great lesson. It's a humbling lesson. And it's something that we've got to apply to our lives uh, as we go through this day. It's a great thing. So um, here, funny story, after speaking last week, I saw one of my friends here uh, at one of these services, and we got to chat a little bit, haven't seen him in a long time, and so he was mentioning to me, bet you never guessed that you'd be doing this back then, and I was like, absolutely, there is no way that I would imagine doing this, what I'm doing now, back when I was in high school and in through college. 
There's no way. I remember actually praying one time and telling God, God, I would never go into ministry. It's funny when you tell God, you're never going to do something. Am I right? So uh, that, was, that was part of my journey. Um, I hated speech class. Come on. Who hates speech class? Like, it's just not, it's just not a comfortable thing. My son is actually going through that right now, and that is not his favorite class right now. And uh, so it's not a favorite thing. But reading, writing, history, they were not my favorite subjects. And yet, that was what I get into a lot with this job. Um, My favorites were actually gym class, okay? Um, Art class, yes. And uh, lunch, maybe. Um, Actually, I was pretty decent at math, but I'm not using math hardly at all now. But anyway, it got me thinking, however... Would I change it? Would I go through a different path? The answer is no. Absolutely not. This has been a, an amazing adventure for me. There's been some mountaintops and, and some successes, some people's lives that have been changed. I never would have imagined that. There's also been the lows. Can, I, can we talk about that? There's been some low points in my journey, some train wrecks in ministry. I've got to be honest with you. But I, let me tell you this. I know that God has shaped me every step of the way to be able to do what I'm doing today. I was made for this. Now, maybe not the speaking part so much, but, but what I'm doing now in my work and in my life, I was made for this. There's no doubt in my mind that God has shaped me and put me together in such a way to be able to do what I'm doing now. Now, so why am I telling you this? So that you will become like me? No. I'm telling you this, guys, so that you will become like you. What do I mean by that? Because I think at at, at the end of the day, someday when we get to heaven, God's going to ask us. He isn't going to ask us, why weren't you more like so-and-so? Why weren't you more like Kevin, Doug? Because I'm not Kevin. (laughs) Why weren't you more like Lawrence? Why weren't you more like... No, God's not going to ask me that, and he's not going to ask you that. In fact, he's probably going to ask us this. Why weren't you more like me? Why weren't you more like the person I designed you to be, right? Because he created all of us with a unique blend of personality and gifts and talents. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today. In fact, your uniqueness is what shapes the very purpose of your life. Your uniqueness is what shapes the very purpose of your life. Uh, anybody in architecture or construction or anything like that? Okay, a couple. Uh, here's the thing. In architecture, form follows function. What do I mean by that? I, I mean, if you tell me a building's purpose, I can tell you a good design that might help to fulfill that purpose. You want a burger joint? <laughs> here's some plans about how to best utilize that space to be a burger joint, right? Purpose. Form follows function. But in humans, it's exactly the opposite. It's exactly the opposite. Function actually follows form. You tell me what you're good at. You tell me what you're passionate about. You tell me what your skills are and your gifts and your talents. And I can most likely tell you about what your purpose or your function is in life. You get that? You see that, how how it works in our lives as humans? Just like there's no two snowflakes alike. We're going to get some snow tomorrow, I hear. You can keep those snowflakes, man. 
<laughs> I'm done with winter. Bring on spring. Am I right? Got a little taste of it this week. But there's no two snowflakes alike. Just like that. There are no two of you alike. There's no two of us as humans alike. Each one of us is a unique creation. God broke the mold when he made you and when he made me. Each of us has a unique contribution to make a unique approach and a unique impression that we're going to leave on this earth one way or another. Here's the problem. That many of us have gone through this life not even paying attention to our design and the gifts that God has given to us. We're just not paying attention to that. We think about what? What's going to bring me the most amount of money for the least amount of work, right? (laughs) That's what I want to do. I want to get through this with the least amount and make the most amount of money, right? That's what we're thinking. That's our goal. We sometimes also consider what path is going to be the easiest to get through here, right? The path of least resistance is what we want to be. We want to be on that path. Uh, and, and I also think this. We also think about the ways that we are not gifted. <laughs> we think about, oh, man, I wish I had that. I wish I could do this. Man, I wish I had that skill. Instead of thinking about the stuff that we do have. Anybody else think that way? That's how I think. I'm just putting that out there. Man, I wish. And yet, that's not what God wants for me. Instead, here's the plan for today. If we can identify the gifts that God has freely given to us and seek to appreciate and use them every day, here's what I promise. The fulfillment and the impact that we can make is limitless. Okay, If we can tap into that, what, what God has given us as far as His gifts to us, the impact we can make is limited, limitless. What gifts has God has given us? I, I have to mention this. Guys, we, we have... The gift of salvation. How many of you are happy about the gift of salvation this morning? Come on. That is important. One of the most important gifts that he gives us. The ability to be saved. What are we saved from? We're saved from sin. This this slavery over the whole human race that keeps us pushed down. And keeps us in our limitless, limit, limited places. Sin limits our lives. It puts us in bondage. God frees us from that. God saves us from that. God saves us from ourselves. Man, I I am my own worst enemy sometimes. And God saves me from myself because of the sacrifice of his son. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he did what? He gave his one and only son. That gift of salvation is incredible. I love Romans 5, 8 as well. It's one of my... Uh, that has verses that have impacted me while we were still sinners, while we were still sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. That's you and me. We didn't have to clean up our act. Christ died for us while we were still sinners, guys. The gift of salvation. If you're thankful for that, would you give it a round of applause? That is amazing. Here's the thing. And if that was the only gift that we were given if that were the only thing that we get out of this whole deal, it would be more than enough. It would be more than what we deserve. But that's not all God gives us. Check this out. God gives us the the Holy Spirit living inside of us as believers. And honestly, I don't give the Holy Spirit enough credit in my life. 
But he's there living inside of me as a believer in Christ. And he guides me and he directs me. He convicts me. He motivates me. He helps me to take those next steps that I need to take. He gives me a a warning. I don't know what it is sometimes. It's like, hey, you might want to watch this. Don't go there. The Holy Spirit in the life of a believer is an incredible gift that he gives to us. Right? How about the gifts of the of the fruit of the spirit? Here, here we read about this in Galatians six, I believe the fruit of the spirit. What's that? It's the evidence of the Holy Spirit's presence in our lives. Our lives will certainly change and transform to become more and more like Christ. Love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and long suffering and self-control. These are not things that we can program into our lives. The Holy Spirit brings this stuff out in his time and in his way. Are you thankful for the gifts of the fruit of the Spirit? I think he also gives us the gift of the church. Man, a lot of people these days don't think of the church as a gift, but it is. And I'm not just talking about a building. The church is not a building, folks. You know this. The church is the people. Are you grateful for the gift of the people of God? the church, and its mission in our world. I am. It's one of the greatest gifts that we have. And on top of all of this, guys, and there's so many more, I think God gives us a gift individually, personally, that we can use to navigate through this life. It's a skill. It's a talent. It's your personality. It's a character trait. I don't know what it is. It's a, it's a purpose. It's a passion. I don't know what it is for you, but God's put a unique gift inside of you that you are supposed to use to impact the world. So what do I want to do today? I just want to make you the least bit curious. If I can make you the least bit curious to find out, what God, you gave me a gift? Really? Well, what is that? What am I here to do, God? How did you design me? If I can make you just the least bit curious this morning, to help you to take that step and find out what all has God gifted you with. That's what we want to accomplish. To begin answering these questions, I want to spend some time unpacking two verses with you. That's it. 1 Peter 4, verses 10 and 11. This is powerful stuff. Uh, If you have a Bible, uh, you can turn there, 1 Peter 4. If you don't have a Bible, we want to give you one. They even have large print for old guys like me. Come on now. Okay, so... Check in at the Hub if you need a Bible today, and we'll be glad to give you that. Otherwise, you can turn in your Glow Bibles, the YouVersion Bible app or whatever. First uh, Peter chapter 4, here's what Peter says. Peter was a disciple of Jesus. He was a fisherman. And yet God transformed this guy's life and filled him with gifts. And now at the beginning of the church, you see Peter speaking to thousands of people. Could he have done that on his own? No, he was a fisherman. Right. He knows about fish. (laughs) God gave him gifts. And then later on in his life, he writes these these words to the believers who were reading it, but also to us. I think it's important. Here's what he says in verse 10. Each of you should use whatever gift you've received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks The very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength that God provides 
so that in all things, everybody say all things, all things, God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. These two verses, just two verses, they answer all kinds of questions for us when it comes to improving our serving, which is what we're here to do. How do we improve our serve? Number one, first question is, who has gifts? And it it says it pretty plainly, each of us. Each of us. Look at your neighbor and say, each of us. Look at your other neighbor and say, each of you. Sorry, Andrew, you're out of luck there. So, no neighbors there. That means everyone who has gifts, you do. Every single one of you. You have a gift to share. What other question does he ask? Uh, does he answer in this passage? I think it's this. What do we do with our gifts? So if I have a gift, what do I do with it? He tells us pretty plainly. Use it to serve other people. Serve. You've got a gift. Serve other people. Don't just use your gift for yourself. Yes, it'd be great to use that to build a career or, or have an income, right? But we get a fulfillment that we don't get anywhere else when we use our gifts to serve other people, serve others. He tells us pretty plainly. What else does he tell us? How exactly are you supposed to do that, Peter? How are we supposed to serve? What's this look like? He gives us a very simple description. By faithfully stewarding God's grace. Stewarding. What's that mean? It's a fancy word for managing. As you manage the gifts that God has given to you and His grace, that's how you're going to be able to serve other people. God's given you grace. What is that? His undeserved favor. You don't deserve it. (laughs) We sang about that. You don't deserve it. But God gives us grace when we need it the most. His mercy, His kindness, none of us deserve it. But if we can find a way to manage that grace that God has given us as we serve other people, that's what it's about. What other uh, question does he answer in this passage? What kind of steward are we? I love how he breaks this down. Peter describes two examples here. He says, if you speak, speak like it's you're speaking the the words of God. And then if you serve, serve with the strength that God provides. Speaking and serving. It doesn't get much simpler than that. Am I right? Now, here's what I mean by that. I love this. There's other passages in Scripture that have long lists of these spiritual gifts Peter makes it very simple. If you speak, you're somehow using your words. You're using your words to serve other people. Okay? Think about this. Uh, If you encourage someone, if you exhort someone, which Scripture teaches us to do, it's to help correct them, to get them back on the path. You're using your words to do this. If you're teaching, if you're preaching, yes, that's using your words. If you have the gift of prophecy and that doesn't mean telling the future it could mean that it might actually just mean telling the truth how many people know that we need tell truth tellers in our day just lay it out there for me just give me the facts that's a prophet tell us the truth some of you use your words to bring truth into people's lives we need that some of you write that's using your words some of you coach that's using your words. Some of, some of you share wisdom with other people. That's using your words. Some of you share Christ. 
with others. That's a fancy word called evangelism. But some of you share Christ and how he makes a difference in your life. That's using your words. You're a speaker. How many of you would identify yourself? I'm a, I'm a speaker. I generally use my words somehow and in some way. Go ahead and raise your hand up. I use my words to serve other people. Okay. Then uh, Peter gives us this other side, the servers. What do the servers do? The servers, I believe, they use their actions. Speakers use the words. Servers use their action. What do they do? They show mercy. They help people. Like literally jumping in the trenches and helping them out. They create stuff. They build stuff. They craft stuff. That's what servers do. They care for other people. They have hospitality. They use their gifts and play music. Are you grateful for your worship team this morning? Right? Using their gifts to serve. Right? They give. If you're a server, you give generously. Whatever you have, you end up kind of giving it away. That's somehow using your actions to serve other people. Some people heal. (laughs) Some people heal with their actions. Lots of wounds that we've generated over time. And someone can come in and a, a small act of service can heal someone. Someone in the medical field is using their hands to serve others to heal them. Right? Some other people lead with their actions. They are leaders. I don't know where you're all. How many of you would identify, I'm a server. I, I get things done. I use my actions to, to serve other people. Okay? Finally, in this passage, Peter answers the question, why? Why are we doing this again? Why are we serving? That is an important focus that you have to keep. Because believe me, as you go on this journey, it's, you can get disillusioned, you can get distracted, and you need to come back to, why am I doing this again? Why, why does this make any difference in my life? Peter tells us, why do we serve? To praise God with our lives. It's, it's an act of worship and praise for all that he's done for us. And so that other people will end up praising God through Christ because of our actions. It's all to bring glory to God. To make God famous. To make sure other people know what God has done for us. Did you hear uh, Barak's story at the beginning of this service? Some of you are here for that. And it, it was an incredible story. I love that story. It's so real. So genuine. He shared his weaknesses and his struggles with us. I love what he said at the very end of the video. It's not what I'm doing, but what God is doing through our simple acts of service. Wow. That's the message right there, guys. If I could have you get one thing, it's that. It's not about you. You bring your gift. You offer all that you are. And when God gets the credit, that's what makes the difference in other people's lives. It's about him using our simple acts of service to transform people's lives and hearts. Barak realized this. God was the one that was working in his life. It wasn't Barak doing this. He began using his gifts after God brought him to a point of surrender. When it's not about us anymore, God uses our simple acts of service to make a huge difference. I'm urging you today, find your gift. What is it? Try to identify it and use it. Not because we need your help here, although we do. I just want to put that out there. 
Okay? We need you. This church would not function if we didn't use our gifts. We need you. However, that's not why I'm telling you this. I'm telling you this because you need this. You need to put your gifts into service. Why? Because that's what helps you to come alive. That's what helps you to become the person that God designed you to be. When you put in all that you are, when you put your gifts into motion, that's how you develop and become that kind of person that God wants you to be. Using your gifts to serve others helps you come out of despair and depression, just like in Barak's story. It helps you to find a reason to get out of bed in the morning. It helps you to find a purpose that is way beyond you. It's not about us anymore. Serving helps you to grow. When you serve, it actually strengthens your gift. You get better at it. You get better at it when you put it into practice. It helps other people to be blessed because of your actions and your words. It helps to build up the church. And the church needs to be built up continuously because it is under attack like no other organization or organism in this world. The church is built up when you use your gifts. It also glorifies God and makes Him famous. And I believe this, it helps the world to function as it should. When you use your gifts, that's how God designed us. That's how our world is supposed to operate when everyone is seeking to make a contribution in serving others. That's the point. You're part of the restoration of humanity when you do simple acts of service. So what's holding you back? Let's be honest. There's all kinds of things that can get in the way of this, that hold us back from serving. Maybe like Barak in the story, you just never dreamed about using your gift, about using your talents or in ministry somehow, or using it in the church. Try it. I encourage you. Give it a shot. What have you got to lose? Someone has been praying that you would hear God's call to use your gifts to serve. At least one person this week. It's been my prayer for all of you. But think of it this way. Who knows? You might actually be the very specific answer to someone's desperate prayer. Think about it. You just don't know. You don't know how many kids workers they need back there to love on these kids every week. You don't know. Uh, over in the cafe, why do you serve in the cafe? So you get the first cup of coffee. That's what I'm talking about. Am I right? <laughs> uh, they're starting a social media ministry here. Some of you have that gift. You need to get involved. Why am I telling you this? So that you will come alive. Not so that we fill our positions here. You need this, church. Why don't we use our gifts more? Maybe it's because you feel like you're not needed or you're not wanted. That is a lie. That is a lie. You are desperately wanted and needed here. You are part of this movement. There is something that's missing if you're not doing it. You have a unique place here in this church. Uh, maybe you feel like you're uh, too afraid you're too busy. You're too timid. You're too comfortable. Sorry to step on your toes, but those are all excuses, my friend. Those are all excuses. Put the excuses aside and jump in. Maybe it could be that you just don't realize how valuable you and your gift really is. You and your gift is a rare jewel. Come on. Isn't that pretty? 
That's you. Man, that is bright. Let's <laughs> just get that right out of there. My goodness. You are a rare jewel. And yes, to get to this point, God might have to shape the rough edges off, right? Might have to sand you down a little bit. But that's you. You might be a diamond in the rough. But you have a unique contribution. You have a gift that God wants to give the world because of this. It's for you. And the thing is, guys... Our gift wasn't meant to be kept to ourselves. You're meant to be giving it away. Your uniqueness, your gift is meant to bless someone else and help them to become all that God wants them to be. How do I find out what my gifts are? Very, there's all kinds of different ways you can do this. There's, there's tests online. We have a couple links on our website, grandpoint.church, our next steps page. There's links there for the Kazone experience. If you've never done that, you've got to take that. Um, there's a, a gift, spiritual gifts inventory. Those are all helpful, guys. And I definitely encourage you, if you've never done that, to try that. But it's a lot simpler than that. Let me just ask you a couple questions. What do you enjoy doing? <laughs> what brings you happiness? What brings you joy when you do these things? What are the things that you lose track of time doing when you're doing this? What brings you bliss? I'm not just talking about chocolate or ice cream. <laughs> when you're doing, when you're engaged in using your words or using your actions, it, it just does something for you. It, it melts your butter. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it for you. It energizes you. It pumps you up. What is that thing? Have you identified it? That could be a clue, guys, to what, how God has designed you that you need to explore. You need to check that out. How can, how can you use that one thing to serve other people? Once you find it, then use it. Jump in there. Get involved. Do something. Maybe it's here at church. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's outside the church. But get involved somewhere where you can use your gifts and your talents and skills to, sure, to serve other people. i got to share you this just to close. I, um, before I started attending Grand Point, back then it was called First Church of God in Chambersburg. Okay. In 2009, I was going through a rough situation. I just ended a church plant, but like a failure. I was beat up from ministry train wrecks and, and, and all kinds of stuff that I went through. And I had a choice, believe it or not. I had a choice. Forget God. I'm done with this whole church and ministry thing. I, I forget it. It's over. God's done using me. I, it, it, forget you, God. I'm, I'm all done. Or maybe if we did end up going to church, I could just kind of sit in a pew somewhere. Soak it in. I had another choice, though, too. Okay? And maybe for some of us, that might be okay for a season. I got you. I've been there. But my choice was this, to get back up, dust myself off, and try again. Get involved. Start serving somewhere, just anywhere. I started in Kids Point when I was at First Church, believe it or not. Because my kids were younger, I just that's where I plug it in, okay? And, and helping kids. Then it was the youth ministry. Then it was something else. And I never imagined it would turn into a full-time job, got to be honest with you. I was just trying to get through the day. That's where I was at. See? Right back there. 
That's, that's when they started the foot washing right now. They're, just kidding. <laughs> wow. Just like Barak at the beginning of this story, um, I was going through this situation where I had to get the focus off of me. It wasn't about me. My anxiety, my sadness, my depression, you know, God put it all in perspective when I took the step forward to serve somebody else. And you realize, you know what? I don't have it that bad. I got this. I, I can help someone else with, with these gifts in my life. And i got to be honest with you, maybe one of those gifts is the pain that you've gone through. You might not think of it that way, but God has used my pain in, in so many ways to help other people if I'm willing to hold on to it and use it that way. Maybe that's where you're at this morning. Now, you have a choice. Um, I love this quote by Craig Groeschel. It's in the Kazone book and the Kazone experience that you would go through if you check that out. God's gifts in you equip you for your gift to the world. God's gifts in you equip you for your gift to the world. Let me encourage you. You have a unique contribution to make. You have a dent to make in this world. This world will be different because of something that you have to offer. God's gifts in you is to equip you for that. Whatever contribution you're supposed to make, you have all that you need to make it happen. God's gifts in you. Will you pray with me? We hope you were encouraged and inspired to discover how your gifts can be used to serve others the way Jesus came to serve us. This week, take some time to consider how you can serve someone, either in your actions or your speech. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Grand Point Church Podcast. Your next step starts here. To learn more about us, visit grandpoint.church. We'll see you next week.